many of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform extraordinarily each day, but we haven't been given the mindset training to produce that desired level of extraordinary performance. And as a result, many of us spend our days with feelings of being unfocused and stressed and doubting ourselves. We're frustrated that we know we have more to offer. That's why in today's episode, I'm sharing a daily practice that cultivates the conditions not only to help you be your best day-to-day, but supports your well-being. It's a morning mindset management practice, the kind that high-performing athletes and modern-day leaders use to bring their A-game. I've used it for years, and I've tailored it to be simple. I've kept it short and tight so that you need only five minutes to do it. Each part is proven and backed with science to unlock these conditions for your well-being and performance. This practice will do great things for you. Let's dive in. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hi there, and welcome back. As you know, all of my conversations are around me helping you unlock the conditions to have the self-understanding and well-being so that you can perform and lead at your best. Ultimately, our goal is to be the best versions of ourselves so that we can unleash our skills, our talents, and potential to improve and make a positive difference in every interaction that we engage in, whether that's as a parent or as an executive. We have a culture that puts such an emphasis on achievement, and we in turn put pressure on ourselves to perform at these extraordinarily high levels every day. But what has always been interesting to me is that we have a culture that puts such an emphasis on achievement. And in turn, we put pressure on ourselves to perform extraordinarily every day. But what has always been interesting to me is that we are not trained from a mindset perspective to perform in that way. As a result, we are left feeling stressed by all that we have to do. We're unfocused throughout our days. We're often exhausted and burnout. And self-doubt inevitably creeps in. It's my mission to equip you to unlock the conditions for you to thrive and then go on to unlock the potential of those you serve. To that end and to contribute to that mission, our topic today is mindset management. But before we begin, I want to ask you a question. If you and I were out for coffee and I asked you if you felt that you were living your potential or if I asked you, are you living your best life right now? what would your answer be? Would it be, I don't know? Would it be sometimes? Or would it be an unequivocal no? Why do you think that happens? Why do so many of us not know or aren't certain that we're living up to our potential or we know that we absolutely aren't? The reason lies in the fact that we aren't training or conditioning our mindset for our well-being and for our highest potential. One of the things that my family enjoys 
is watching those Netflix documentaries about athletes, whether it's the specific athlete, let's say Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, or the large sports other documentary series that have to do maybe with the golf series. Loosely, I watch these, but I'm always very fascinated by the psychological performance and the the rituals and what these top performing athletes do in order to get the high performance levels that they get. I recall watching an episode on Tom Brady when he had a particularly hard season early in his career. He wasn't getting the playing time or he wasn't performing and he wanted to quit. And he told his coach that he wanted to quit. And the coach said, go ahead, quit. There was another golf player who had his whole family watching one of the big tournaments that he was in and he wasn't performing at his best. And it showed how he turned his performance around. And it's just fascinating to me to see what these players do. There's something these athletes know that most other high performers don't. They have a respect and an understanding of the day-to-day management, not just of their craft, not just of their skills, but of their mindset. Their mindset management gives them the competitive advantage to perform at their extraordinary levels. And they honor that and they respect it and they value it. They pay attention and they invest in it not sloppily or without discipline, but every single day, it actually becomes one of their highest priorities. And the reason why is because they know that how we think about things drives our feelings and our actions, drives our behavior. So you have this sports industry that totally gets it. They understand that high performance comes from self-awareness and deliberately managing your thoughts instead of letting the thoughts pop up like, you know, loose cannons. But then in comes the rest of us, individuals who put a great deal of pressure on ourselves to perform extraordinarily. And we, for some reason, think that the same thing doesn't apply to us. The truth is that nothing is more important than managing your mindset to perform at the extraordinary level that you want to perform. In other words, conditioning it with the way that allows us to control our thoughts. When we aren't doing this, we see leaders in their own industries are left with mental patterns that are leaving them feeling stressed over a list of life's endless to-do lists, self-doubt, wondering if they have what it takes to cross the finish line with their goals. They feel like imposters. They're exhausted and burnt out because they're seeing low progress. They're unfocused because they're trying to cover so many areas, but they're not hitting their work out of the park. These kinds of feelings result in actions and habits that are average at best. They keep us trying to figure things out. They keep us confused, distracted, when performing at our best has nothing to do with figuring it out. So here's a practice. This is Mindset Management 101. It should be a part of every individual's morning, every individual who desires to be a top performer. You only need five minutes to do it. Its significance, however simple it is, is comparable to when you're taking a swing with your golf club and you have to only move your grip one inch to get an entirely different trajectory on the ball. That's the same power of this daily practice. I have spent many, many years practicing it. I've tailor-made this. I've really tightened it up. And so I want you to be able to do this and understand the reason why you're doing each part. There's a brain-based scientific reason behind each. These are five prompts, one minute per prompt, 
at a minimum, you feel into them and you will be amazed by the power of the change that you're seeing in the different categories of performance that you desire. First prompt is, what are three things I'm grateful for? Write them down. There is a lot of information on the science of the power of gratitude. And when there were brains studied in real time, those subjects who were experiencing gratitude, they found that the hypothalamus in the brain was being influenced in real time. The hypothalamus is the powerful part of the brain that influences your sleep, your eating, your stress. So when we are grateful, we're putting ourselves in a frequency. Our mindset is clearing and putting in and building new conditioning and new neural pathways that are actually doing a physiological shift and change to our brain. The second prop is a question, what would make today great? This is seriously one of my favorite questions. From a science perspective, it activates our reticular activation system. When we tell the reticular activation system or the RAS what to look for, its job is to go out and seek to find it. Simply by imagining these feel-good endorphins drop in. And I can say it's amazing how these things work and how when I write things down that what I think would make today great, that they end up happening. But it's not really amazing. It is science. You've likely heard of the famous basketball study where NBA players who were found to be choking in the key moments at their free throw shots, they were broken into three groups for a week. The first group was to do nothing new and I think to not even practice. The second group, they were to only practice very specifically 100 shots per day, every single day. The third group was not to physically do anything, but to imagine perfect free throws shot all day. And it might be interesting to you that the third group, that which didn't actually engage in anything, any practice, any doing, but that imagined with feeling hitting perfect shots consistently, that they were the ones who improved their performance the most. This question is best answered by putting down three things that would make your day great. What's amazing is that those who do this, my clients and even myself, that you will be amazed that you hit the end of the day and that you have actually performed them. Yesterday, I had it on my list for many days, but when I added it as one of those things that would make today great was to get concert tickets next summer to a concert out in Soldier Field. And it was seven o'clock and I realized I still had a chance to make my day great. And boom, I got the tickets. The thing is, is that your brain naturally wants to fill in the space. It doesn't like things not being the way that it asks for. So if you've instructed it and your reticular activation system has been given an order or direction to complete this, to get this feeling that would be great, it sets out to fill your order. One of my favorite fun facts is that our brain gets 11 million bits of information per second, and it can only process 33 of those. The 33 that it processes are the ones that we tell it to go look for. That's what happened in the basketball a free throw study. I'm sure you've experienced it when you go out and you're looking for a car, which I'm doing right now, and all of a sudden you see those cars everywhere. So you've given your brain information and it seeks to fill the order. Powerful. The third prompt is a question. Who am I going to be today? Who am I going to be today? 
is very different. So often we make lists of what I'm going to do. When we understand performance, we understand that doing comes after and based upon who we're being, which is what are the qualities, what are the feelings that we have that are being imbued and then giving direction to who and what we're going to do. So when you think about who am I going to be, if you have a a day's worth or a vision for yourself, it's who do I need to be to show up? The qualities I'm going to bring to my day that are needed from me. Who you're being matters. Getting clear on who you're going to be today matters. Are you going to be calm? Are you going to bring a lot of be generous in spirit? Are you going to be generous with compliments? Are you going to be focused? Are you going to be disciplined? Are you going to bring the energy of a powerful and competent, humble leader? Whatever it is, by being specific, once again, you are directing yourself and giving yourself the information to show up as such. And we know that the performance model is be, do, have. That is the thriver archetype. Be, do, have. We've got to Who do I need to be in order to do what it is I say I want to do so that I can have what it is I want? So many of us, I'd say 95% of the world operates from the grinder. We've been taught culturally and in our society to work from the place that doing is where we get our performance. When in actuality, the heavy lift comes from the bottom of the iceberg, which is what's really moving the system, is who we're being. What are our thoughts? What are our feelings? Your fourth prompt, what am I open to receiving? What am I open to receiving? What is often unrealized is that we are not open to what it is that we say we want. And that so often once we receive or actualize or experience what we want, we realize it's actually been there for a much longer period than we had realized that it was before us and that we hadn't seized it. So what I'm saying is when you are open to receiving, you start to make yourself an open conductor, you start to put your eye on the prize, you start to recognize that what you're willing to be comfortable with letting in. And that goes to our fifth prompt is what am I going to give? What am I going to give today? Giving and receiving are actually in line with the same energy. What we give, we receive, and keeping that flow is very important. Mattering is very important. It's not all about high performance. It's not about achievement. Ultimately, it's about how are we going to matter? How are we going to make a difference? And when we get specific and deliberate, once again, we are creating a mental mindset that is in direct correlation with that performance that we want. The reality is that we should be working with and building very consistently and with discipline every day on our mental management. This is 101. This is the most base level. It's the most easy habit to begin to answer these five prompts. It doesn't matter if you have a headache in the morning. It doesn't matter if you're running late. Everybody is capable at one point or another, wherever you're putting it, it might be the second that you wake up. It might be right after you brush your teeth. It might be as you sit down at your desk. Whatever that is, you make the decision to correlate this extraordinary pressure that you're putting on yourself for performance with the mental mindset that's going to support you doing that and being able to do it with much greater ease. What happens when you do apply this and invite this mental management ritual in? 
It provides you with endurance that's necessary for the big challenges and initiatives that you have in your life and in your work. It helps you navigate unexpected challenges. It helps you handle criticism, which will inevitably be present if you're in the arena and you're putting yourself out there in any real way. We recently on my team have been working on a project for some time, and I knew when we were initiating it that my mental mindset to perform at a higher level was going to be really pulled upon and that there was going to be nothing actually more important than making sure that I had the high level performance and the mindset to create that. It has and it's continuing to keep me focused and in the game. I knew it would make my execution easier and it has. It helps me manage problems when something goes wrong or not as planned because that's just a reality, whether it's technology or it's another person's work, which we can't control. We have to be able to adjust and respond versus react. And when we have built a foundation of a mental management and a mindset that is able to support what it is that we're actually doing, we have an entirely different experience. Let's face it, it is very easy to have a good mindset when everything's going well, when we're feeling confident and without pressure and the situations in our life seem to be flowing. But the reality is this isn't what's going on on a daily basis. We have our vision and then we have real life and we have situations Having the mental mindset and using all of our power, our potential, is only really allowed to be unleashed or unlocked when we've set ourselves up for this type of success. Your mental mindset management practice is too important to leave to chance. It drives everything that you do in a day. It's the difference in the performance between an Impala, let's say, and a Corvette. It's just massively different. It's like using your pinky finger and using your entire body. Don't spend another day putting pressure on yourself to perform extraordinarily without providing yourself with the tools that set you up for this success. That's simply self-sabotage. When we know better, we do better. So these five prompts to your mental mindset morning practice are one, what am I grateful for? Two, what would make today great? Three, who am I going to be today? Four, what am I open to receiving? And five, what am I going to give? We can't expect ourselves to perform at extraordinary levels and not train ourselves. There's many things that we can do to manage and control our thoughts. This is your first step. This one can help you begin to be aware and to start to see the value in you investing and spending the time and committing to this practice. I'm confident if you do commit to this, one small practice for the next seven days that you will see a change in your effectiveness, in your leadership, in your performance, in your well-being, in your career. I don't ever want you to believe me, though. Go try it for yourself. Go ahead and dive in. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. 
I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 